Welcome to episode 124 of Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast with special guest John Passo from A Starter and a Chaser podcast. We will be talking with John about beer, beer, and more beer. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. back we're here again the whole crew's here and we got somebody special this week who do we got guys so we have you brought him i don't even know what i'm him. yeah we have um is john passow right yes Passow. all right we have john passow uh he is a local brewer as well as the one of the co-hosts of a starter and a chaser podcast John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go a little more in-depth on your intro in a bit, uh, but we wanted to get that out of the way, so in case we incorporated you in any conversation before then, it wasn't awkward or weird, So, because <laughs> we've done that before. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan makes something awkward or weird? No way. Yeah, it's never happened before. No, never. Uh, but yeah, so we're real excited. This has been a podcast I've been watching a lot in the last uh, couple weeks, and me and Dan had a conversation. We're like, we got to get them on. Their whole focus of their podcast is they do like a whiskey and then a beer, sometimes a cigar, um, is what I've noticed. And we're uh, starting to really start to branch out on Instagram for other nice. other liquors. Nice. I like it. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, real fun podcast. Um, check them out for sure. We'll we'll plug them a bit more later as well. There are other socials and stuff, but. Uh, in the meantime, Dan has got us quite the delicious-looking brew. So, Dan, yeah. take it away. All right, beer of the week time. Uh, this uh, is a brewery that I had no idea existed. <laughs> I went to a beverage store down the street from me and saw it. We've done pumpkin beers the last few weeks, so I decided, you know, we're. it is actually September, so I guess we can start getting into spooky season officially um, but didn't want to go pumpkin for a third straight week but i wanted a fall type beer so i went with uh, the oktoberfest from ignite brewing company out of barberton ohio mm. has anybody what heard of these guys before mm-hmm. no first time. i had not i have jordan, I have. jordan apparently has had their beer before but so he hasn't been there i have i frequent sauced a lot um in lakewood they have 50 taps, and they're all five bucks, regardless of what they are. It's incredible. I love it. That's cool. And they f- have so many local beers that go beyond the Cleveland, even the Cleveland Akron area. So, yes, I've, ha- I've had Ignite Brews before. I've had their La Luce Especial uh, Lager. This is the first time I've had this beer, though. My first, um, my first taste was delicious. This is great. I like it a lot. Um, why don't we start with John? The beer expert. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts? No, well, let me let me take another sip here. Hold on. A little ASMR. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, 
It's a great example of the, the Meritzen style, the Oktoberfest style. It's got a uh, nice medium body. It's got those toasted, toasty, caramely, uh, biscuity malts going on on the front end. That's kind of the signature for the style. A uh, little floral, earthy hops, once again, kind of signature. Uh, there is a bit of a tannin note to it that kind of I'm getting on the back of the teeth, front of the tongue. Um, you know, that, but overall, this is a, a fantastic, fantastic beer. Good choice, man. See, this is this is also fantastic because when we do beer reviews, We're like, oh, we take a drink a, and like, I like it. Pretty <laughs> good. This tastes good. This is a, I would describe this a nice beer. <laughs> John's over here like the this tannin on wet. the back of the teeth and on the front of the lips. It really just speaks to me. That's fantastic. No, I really was. And, and that's something we've been trying to learn more of is the lingo and the... And the the notes and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's so. a great <laughs> podcast called The Starter and Chaser Podcast. Dynamite drop in, money. All right. I love it. I love it. Brian, what are your thoughts? Did you just uh, call him yeah, Brian? Like, I'm going to follow No, that. I said Ryan. No. Uh, I heard Brian. I definitely said Ryan. <laughs> Jimmy heard Brian, too. Regardless. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think well done. Um, I don't know... At the end of the day, this is just again not necessarily my style of beer, but but how, how does the tannin? But hit I'm gonna drink it. <laughs> I'm not gonna not drink it. So wait, real quick. Sorry, not to cut you off because we'll get back. No nope, tannin. What is tannin? Am I tannin? Um, yeah, I'm saying this like I have any idea. Yeah. Right, right. Well, at first I was kind of like, yeah, tannin. So tannins uh, are um, a flavor compound that that you can get out of the husks of grain, out of uh, okay. uh, wood, oak. Um, and it, it is perceived in your mouth as kind of a dryness, especially on the back of the teeth. And Interesting. for certain styles of beer, there's that can be acceptable. For Meritzen, you know, uh, I would say it is a little out of style. Okay. Um, and f- usually in beer, if you're getting tannins, uh, a lot of the times it's during the brewing process, the water's too hot, so it starts extracting tannins. Uh, so that might be what happened here. But I wouldn't say it's distracting for me on okay. this one. Okay. Dan, I don't know if you wanted to, before we get into if we would buy it again, uh, your yeah, thoughts? Yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, I'm just going to give it the description that we owe. Like, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I would say probably my favorite Oktoberfest, especially in the areas from Great Lakes, which John so graciously brought us a six-pack of as a, oh, as a gift. So nice. uh, that's you. that's generally my favorite. I also really like uh, Zufa from Fatheads. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oktoberfest. Yeah. I enjoy Zufa's that a lot. Great. You know um, who I, I really like to bounce off locals is uh, uh, the Akron one, uh, Thirsty Dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just picked up a bottle of theirs yeah. last week. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed a lot. I... Um, it doesn't have. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. I'm now that I'm in the presence of. <laughs> yeah, now we're all, now we're all like, <laughs> like, well, I, like I, I've ta- I've had Oktoberfest that have a little more of a bite to it, to them than, than this does. I don't know. This this drinks a little more smoother. So there's two types of Oktoberfest right. that you'll find. There's yeah. the Meritzen, which is this okay. one is, okay. and then there's the Fest beer. Fest uh, beers are a okay. little lighter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if I'm remembering my styles. Uh, and the Meritsons are a little bit heavier, I think, or maybe I'm getting that yeah, switched I, I saw, I'd have to um, look it up. They, so they, they posted a, uh, and I don't know if this has any correlation to heavier light, but they posted a picture of this, like, poured out in a glass, and it's a much darker 
uh, color. Okay. Caramel, maybe? Yeah, a little, little caramel. Yeah. My very first beer ever was in Germany. Uh, ever? Ever. Were like first beer 16? Well, there's a humble <laughs> brag if so I've ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. So the style that I know least about and probably one of the styles I, I would least be likely to go for was some of my first. I was in the uh, the Hofbräuhaus House in Munich. Oh, and nice. And I got canned. Because I was all of like 150 pounds, and I had a stein full of beer. Because you was, definitely knew your limits at 16. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, legit. Like, my, my folks were pretty. Uh, I'm sure you were drinking it at a. At a, at a I had no place. idea what I was doing. Yeah, I just <laughs> it. Just chugging like, it. I was chewing on a pretzel, and I slammed a stein of beer, and I don't know how. Oh, that's long, his you know, third leader, yeah, honey. Yeah. I think we should cut him yeah. up. Yeah, he's got to learn somehow. Our, our German teacher was really good. She was one of the best. Uh, Frau Forker, shout out! I love you. Awesome. And um, I know that name. Yeah, strong as I. Ah. Did, you take, did you take German? No, I no, don't know. Oh, there you go. I know yeah, the name. This though. guy wouldn't take um, German. Yeah, she. No. It, I took the, Spanish. Uh, I'm probably oh. telling on us here, but we were supposed to only have one, and then it was like, well, all right, you can you can share one with your neighbor, kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, can we have more? Can we have more? She kept saying no, and by the end of her, she was like, all right, we got to stay together though. And so I, I ended up in a conga line with a bunch of strangers. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah, so that was. That I love was, it. But yeah, quick sidebar. No, Jimmy. those Germans in their conga lines. <laughs> right, exactly. The entire room was like a, a, a row of like American tourists. That was like us and a different group. And then a bunch of like Asian tourists. It was just, I can only imagine that the, the, the folks working there were like, these, these friggin' wow, tourists, man. Like we were like that cliche group. It's actually terribly embarrassing to look back on. But, uh, you know, it happened. Jimothy. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, you know. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the tannins on the top right, of my yeah. toes. What he took my answer. The words right out of my mouth. No, I like it a lot. Um, I've had a lot of Oktoberfest the past few weeks, and well, I mean, we, we had Spook. I mean, I know Spooky Two isn't technically an Oktoberfest. You mean like October or October? Fall beers. Yeah, fall beers. Beer. Spooky yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, spooky season. This is right up there. I, I like, like it a lot. You know, I'm curious yeah. your take. Compare this to the Rheingeist Oktoberfest I brought. Do you, were you, do you remember that? Were you there? Or was that the week you weren't there? I'm not sure. I what color can? <laughs> it was, it was, um... It's really it coming out me. It's three weeks ago. It's probably Ryan. three weeks ago. Oh, it's probably there. Oh, yeah. I definitely was there. Yeah, remember? This is better. It was at your house. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, like I, just, I think it was better. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I have, like you, it. have you spoken about the can art yet? No, I have not talked about the design element. I will say... Nice contrast, very smooth. I like the. Hmm. I haven't really dissected it quite yet. Let me just give you a score. I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say. Seven point three. Okay. On the beer or the the can design. Design beer. I'll give it eight point one. Ooh, eight point one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been giving scores lately, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know when that started. With a super yeah. objective and not yeah. off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start with my rating and my if I would buy it again. First, I would buy it again. Um, I'm not sure. This is just a silly thing, but the fact that it's a four pack, I'd probably hesitate to bring it to a party just because just something about a six pack just works better. I don't know. This is probably a really dumb reason not to get this beer again. But I, I yeah, like they it. They are tall boys. So. I like it. I like it enough that I would definitely. I would definitely. If I saw it, I'd be like, Hey, I remember that. I would Jordan pick wants. It up. Jordan wants to be able to say he drank six beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, he's, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I would rank it? Uh, I'd probably say. I'd probably say a seven out of ten. I liked it. What a rookie it was score. I, I disagree with that. I've, I always thought it was the opposite. I always thought, it was, thought you were supposed to do like halves and, and, and 
solid numbers, but I guess I guess Dave Portnoy says that we should do it a different way. So, John, your thoughts on the beer and if you'd get it again. Um, oh, I'm sorry, your rating and if you would get it again. Okay, my rating would probably be a um, 7.135. Oh, uh, repeating. I'm going to go with pie. Uh, <laughs> I like my I like my ratings divisible by pi. Yeah. So uh, as far as would I buy it again, I'd probably buy a can or two. I don't think I'd go for a full four pack, but you know, every once in a while, I, I think I'd like it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if I was at a uh, bar or something, and uh, you know, we're in this time frame and it's October. Well, it's not October, but spooky season, I'll say. Um, and this was on tap, I would probably get it. Um, but. Yeah, I would go. We go seven six. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I. I would not get it again. <laughs> but again, not to. Yeah, it's not them, your style. It's, it's just nice yeah. Style. I just don't like this kind of beer. So this is. You're really not is, the spooky season beer. No, nah, it's really not my uh, not my time to shine. Oh, you right like now. you like spooky tooth. I did like spooky tooth. Um, but who who doesn't? Yeah, I know that's yeah. really good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not to knock them. Just not my not my jam. Not this jam. All right. Timothy, I thought you had a score. Here, oh, we already did. Well, let's tell us again because yeah. we yeah. already yeah. forgot. Keep, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> let's just keep going around. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do the uh, let's do the catch up real quick, and then uh, we'll transition into uh, learning about more about John and uh, and his podcast and and uh, you know being a brewer. Yeah. All so right. let's get caught up. Let's get catch caught up. up. So. Uh, on kind of a darker tone, a darker side, I guess. Not, not. I kind of sad. Uh, sad news. Chadwick Boseman. I'm sure we all have seen oh, uh, Black Panther. Uh, passed away Friday, I believe, due to a long-fought battle with colon cancer, and I felt like Which it was just kind of out of nowhere. N- literally, nobody yeah, knew about. Nobody knew about it. Like the director of Black, pa- Black Panther had no idea that he he uh, worked the movie without you know, yeah. like, with cancer. It was doing chemo. Yeah, he's been <laughs> battling it for four years. Crazy. I mean. Sorry, talk about having one hell of an inner circle too. You know what I mean? Like, talk about loyalty in in, in, in an era yeah. where there's just social media being what it is, and everybody hearing everyone's personal business and gossip, especially in the celebrity world. I mean, good on him for having a really tight knit circle yeah. that that kept yeah. that together. And you can understand why he did that. I mean, this is oh, this yeah. world's so weird with how people yeah. gossip and stuff. But it's really sad. I was really down when I heard the news. Uh, I had just seen him in The Five Bloods, which is a Spike Lee joint. Um, really good and disturbing uh, Vietnam War movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it kind of symbolizes and shows the black experience in the Vietnam War. It's a weird movie. There's like a lot of things going on. It's almost like fiction, kind of, to a certain degree, elements of it. Um, and I've seen him in 42 as well, and a couple other movies that, of course, I'm you know, I mean, drawing he's, a blank right now. He, he's been in, yeah. Jackie Jack Robinson, Robinson yeah. and Third yeah. Marshall, and then yep, yep. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one, but I'd like Highly to. recommend it. Yeah. It will, it's disturbing in a lot of ways. But, yeah, it's sad news. It's a huge bummer. Um, yeah, I loved uh, uh, 42. Yeah, uh, I loved his good movie. portrayal as Jackie Robinson. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't alive when Jackie Robinson was alive, but I'd imagine he probably did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Black Panther, and then him reprising that role in, uh, Captain America mm-hmm. and um, 
Endgame, Infinity War, Endgame, Endgame, all that stuff. Yeah, it was it was great. And then obviously, as as a Browns fan, I know him as Vontae Mack and. Draft Day, which was objectively a horrendous movie, but because it's about the Browns, I, I love it. Wait, is it a horrendous movie because it's about the Browns? Or hey, <laughs> I'm a Clevelander. I'm allowed know, to bash it now. I know. I know you're big into the football. Oh yeah, yeah, the hand egg. Well, on a lighter note, this has really nothing to do with anything, or holds no weight or significance. Good. Perfect for the catch up. Um, so I personally, well, first of all, how do we all feel about Pop Tarts? Oh, oh uh, this debate. I saw this tweet. Love yes. well, Pop Tarts. I have so, feelings. Pop Tarts, is I it a sandwich? Is this the. <laughs> oh, no. Is this the. So, so I ran a Twitter poll just out of curiosity, and it got so much love. It got over like 310 <laughs> votes. Oh, my God. Over 300 votes. So it was. And here I was. I posted a Twitter poll on LTL, and I'm like, hey, guys, we have like 180 votes. This is like the most ever. Jimmy just posts a random Pop Tart. <laughs> Double the votes. So just thanks, Jim. Why not bring it up? Uh, I just want to hear what you guys have to say. So the options were, or the question was, what is the best Pop Tart? And from my experience with Pop Tarts, the most popular favor, uh, flavors are brown sugar cinnamon, s'mores, and strawberry. And then I listed other. I just want to hear what you guys have to say, and I'll tell you what the results were. I have strong opinions. Uh, I've always been a strawberry, a strawberry guy personally. Way to go. I so are you so like? St- uh, like plain just, pop tart with the strawberry. Oh no! Filling, I mean, I like the icing, the ice, like okay. the icing. But the, uh, the the cinnamon always threw me off. Any other flavor, I guess cherry or whatever was okay. But I really dislike the ones like um, uh, Oreo cookie or whatever, what, cookies and cream, or mm-hmm. they had something like that. I just thought that was hideous. Like that. So you like yeah. your pop tart to be more like a strudel. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's what I was raised on, and that's what I... I mean, if that's what you're raised that's on. That's all I like, so... I mean, <laughs> Oddly enough, that's all he was raised on. Right, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's all I ate. Just strawberry popcorn. And an occasional glass of water. Yeah. And they weren't even toasted. Yeah. I didn't eat normal <laughs> food up. until I was 18. I don't know. <laughs> Straight out of the pantry. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Does anybody else have strong opinions? I was not of the belief of strawberry. Um, I'm a s'mores guy. Hannah also likes strawberry. Yeah, well, who cares? <laughs> As an esteemed guest, I think her vote does count. Uh, if she was here, yes. Yeah. She did make her voice heard on Twitter. She, yes. <laughs> but because she's wrong, I say who cares. <laughs> um, I, don't, I mean, it's not like I'm not like, okay. It's not to say that I don't like the strawberry one. I just don't think it's the best. Yeah. I like s'mores. I'm not much of a dessert guy, but I was raised on strawberry pop tarts, and that's where my heart Jimmy, lies. We're, we're so only only strawberry pop tarts, or other yeah. ones too? And pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Ooh, I had a very well balanced diet. Big pizza up, guys but, on uh, this podcast. Plain though, for me, strawberry oh. plain, no icing. Go. Okay. Cold out of the silver foil oh. bag. Oh. Basically, is a strudel. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I'm also team strawberry. Um, wow. I, I now I I will I do like the uh, uh, cinnamon ones. Those are also pretty good. Um, and I was never big on heating them up. I always like them straight out of the really? package. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't know. Like if I'm gonna go warm, I would go with toaster strudels. See the the fruit ones. I agree with you. I don't like them like I don't like them warmed up. But like a s'mores one. Like yeah, it those have are, to be. Those are like too sweet for me. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, the strawberry ones are already more than enough. The s'mores and the all the other like. <laughs> gimmicky flavors it's just like insanity how sugar how sugar and sweet they are diabetes in a cake right seriously yeah so what were the results I, there are more I bet so. you I, my guess is that yeah. what are the s'mores 
It's one of the sweet ones, either cinnamon or s'mores one. I, I don't think, think I, I love strawberry. Well, I looked at it, so that's not fair. I'm going to go with strawberry. I bet you strawberry was the winner. What do you think, Jordan? Jordan, who do you think won the poll? I think I, I would guess strawberry too, but now I'm starting to doubt this. So it was a total of 311 votes. He's so proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me make that one more time. 311 <laughs> votes. First place, 39%. Brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah. Whoa. And then strawberry and s'mores tied 25% a pop, and then other was 11%. Wow. I mean, those are fairly close, yeah. all things considered. That's, that's, that's uh, how many How many for other? Then you have another in there? 11. Ah. Yeah. And a lot of people said. What are the other, what are the other popular ones? Raspberry was one. Oh. Hot fudge was one. Tannin was another one. Tannin. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the way the. The filling would just, at the end of your teeth, would just, would just congregate. Oh, so true. So, sorry, uh, that was a bit of a humble brag. Had to bring it up in the, the current event segment. Um, here's another great one. This is definitely uh, interesting. This Cleveland-related, and I know we don't talk politics, but we're going to kind of talk politics-ish. Oh, Here we go. A Cleveland artist oh, named I Stephen Manka made a Trump face out of a collection of 2,000 dildos. I saw this. It doesn't even it does it does it doesn't even look like Trump. It's no. just two thousand dildos right, stuck exactly. together. I don't it's, think a, it's a giant ball. Yeah, you, I mean you have to like actually stare at it to be like, okay, it just looks like an old dude. It doesn't look like I don't know. I thought it kinda of looked I don't, like him. I don't see I don't really see Trump, but let me pull it up. Where the hell did he get two two thousand? They said the source is gonna name unnamed. <laughs> They're not gonna, not gonna name the person. Oh God, they're the used. Ew. Uh, Come on, Jordan. Oh, I totally see Trump. Yeah. You kidding me? Uh, yeah, what are you yeah, talking about? Far away? Yeah. That's like totally that Trump. Like okay, far away, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have been looking at it very right in my right. face. Yeah. And also I think that wasn't the same picture I looked at. The picture I looked at uh was a little brighter. So like you couldn't gotcha. make out the eyes and the mouth as well. Okay. Or, yeah. yeah. Nothing like staring that, that, at two thousand dildos. That does look like <laughs> Trump, though. Yeah. I, I, yeah that, looking at it again. I I'm didn't like, okay. know this was uh, what I was going to get into at the podcast. But nope. We're going to stop I'm here. Okay. I'm okay with it. Here we are. We're going to. I lived in California. Yeah. Twenty minutes in, and the longest segments have been pop and dildos. <laughs> and. and, and <laughs> so we're about. Please sponsor. You rang. Us. Please sponsor. Yeah. Please sponsor. So uh, yeah, we'll end on that. There's the catch up, boys. Oh Man, boy. Well done. Well, well, follow done. that up, Jordan. Take yeah. it away. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if we can follow. Welcome, up. John. <laughs> My goodness. John, have you done any? If you'd like odd, to email the show. It's living off the land too. Modern art ever before. <laughs> All right. So, John. Um, <laughs> Let's start by, if you want to just give a brief introduction, however you'd like, about yourself, um, and then we'll talk about your podcast after we talk about you. So let's start uh, with who, uh, what you're doing now and where you live now, and then I have a whole bunch of questions to ask you. All right. I'm John Passo. I'm on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. I am one of the two hosts of a Starter and a Chaser podcast. My partner, Joe Clark, who's actually one of my childhood friends, he lived across the street of me nice. when I was growing up. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't make it today, but he uh, expresses his gratitude for having us on. And uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we've got a podcast, we've got an Instagram account that uh, we review whiskeys and beers and uh, other 
uh, tasty treats on. And, uh, Pop-tarts. 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 And, you know, the <laughs> dildo art. And, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yes. it's an eclectic blend. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we found our niche. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like it. Uh, what do you uh, what do you do for a living now? Like, what is your like? What do you do? Uh, I'm a professional brewer by trade, so I do nice. consulting work. Uh, I'm working on starting a real estate company, real okay. estate investment company, and uh, got a lot of pans in the fire. But uh, those are the main ones right now. So, uh, what maybe let's talk about um, <clears throat> before I get into some more of your what you've done in the past because you sent me an interesting sentence of all the things you've done so that's cool i want to talk about that but let's talk about now what are some breweries or some beer that you work with like do you have a style that you focus on or um well i uh, being a professional brewer you know you you learn to brew all styles kind of equally uh but uh my personal favorites lie in in the the higher gravity the kind of crazy stuff russian imperial stouts i've got a uh my own, one of my own personal recipes is what I like to call the nine adjective stout. It's a Russian Imperial Oatmeal Coffee Chocolate Milk Bourbon Oak Age Stout. Wow. So I like <laughs> doing the mad scientist kind of stuff. Yeah. You should uh, make a Pop Tart beer. No. <laughs> I did a, a Captain Crunch uh, milk oh, stout once. Oh, uh, Not Captain Crunch, fat- I'm sorry. Um, uh, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. That made me think uh, Fatheads once did Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, nice. And it was yeah. magical. Yeah, I've 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 literally emailed them asking them if it's coming back on. <laughs> yes. like, no, that was a one-time thing. I'm gonna have to bug Matt Cole on that. Yeah, one. yeah. My, so uh, my buddy that I that I work with, uh, used to work with, uh, Fatheads. He he lived in North Olmsted. He would go up all the time, and he got a growler of it. He finished it before he told me. Uh, so, <laughs> that's so, yeah. funny. I, I I got to try it once, but that was it. So good. So, do you? Are you, is there any particular breweries you're working for now, or not currently? Not currently. But you. So yeah. you. But you do kind of. You said consulting. Yeah, so yeah. So I bounce around every once in a while. I assume you probably <laughs> brew at home a lot. Used to. Used, used to. to. But you know, life has gotten so crazy. I moved back to Cleveland back at the end of January sure. this year. So I have my brew set up. I've got a 15 gallon gravity fed nice. all grain system, um, but uh, I just haven't gotten a chance to fire mm. that up yet. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so let's talk about, so you mentioned you you recently moved back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So were you from Cleveland originally? Born and raised for about uh, 19, 20 years. What part, uh, what part of town? University Heights, right nice. near John Carroll. The Heights. Good, good part of town. Yeah, it is. Um, so what, what do you happened? know about University Heights, Jordan? Uh, Joe uh, and Allison used to live there. So. Stand corrected. Yes. That's all <laughs> I, 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 I that's sit down, sir. That's, <laughs> like, that's like literally all I know about the area. Or actually, I thought I had them. <laughs> no, you did have me because they lived in Cleveland Heights. Oh, so. yeah. Which is close <laughs> enough. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's not far. I appreciate yeah, it's the right next door. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, appreciate the honesty. So yeah, the yeah, candor. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they would also probably haze my ass if they were like, dude, we didn't oh. ever live in university. <laughs> as, if, as if Joe Alto needs a reason to haze you. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Joe Alto's a good guy. He's Shout out, Joe. My, Thanks uh, for the one-star my, rating on iTunes. My girlfriend's <laughs> brother, who thought it would be funny to give us a one-star rating, and then we're like, dude, that actually like yeah. damages yeah, our so, life. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. So instead of a five-star rating on iTunes, we now have a four-and-a-half-star yeah. rating. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Thanks, Joe. It is what it is. But... Okay, so University Heights. So mm-hmm. where did you go after Cleveland? After um, Cleveland, I uh, 
hightailed it as far away from uh, <laughs> Cleveland as I could uh, out to Los Angeles, California, and I lived there for about five and a half years. Okay. Well, what year was this? Or two thousand two. Okay. Yeah, August of I think it was August of two thousand two. So, I think I see where this is going. You mentioned gave me a sentence where you said you've been <coughs> quote an actor in L.A., a graphic designer, a podcaster, journalist for fiery foods industry mm. and a hot sauce reviewer a farmer Ooh, I and i think, I think that. that's what i think that's where around it ended uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot than i got that, i got a lot yeah, more yeah. than that published poet and photographer oh and, my goodness yeah and on and on so and you're on like on. you're like a mix voiceover of artist like an, i could see musician. the voiceover i could see that yeah. for sure yeah uh a lot right. of impressions so oh, yeah nice so let's do la like is that where you did your acting and stuff? Like, what uh, were you acting I in? I still or? do acting, uh, but not, like, heavy. Uh, sure. The, the last project I worked on was uh, HBO's Sharp Objects. That oh, was up nice. in Nor oh, Northern wow. California. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And did some voiceover work uh, just before. Actually, before that and after that mm -hmm. uh, for an independent horror film. Um, but down in L.A., yeah, I, uh, did, I moved out there to be, become an actor. Yeah. I did about... 35 or 40 TV, movie, and commercial products. Sure. Uh, projects. I did uh, stunts for a Sam Miguel beer commercial. I was in Starship Troopers 2. The first Pirates <laughs> really? of the Caribbean. No way. I was a season regular on Boston Public. Yeah. Uh, what, did you do? what did you do in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, I, I actually played three parts. I was a Marine band fife player, a Marine major, and a Marine. Nice. Uh, spent about two weeks on that project. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, and 100. And, Ten degree heat, <laughs> dressed head to toe. Did you meet cotton. any? Did you meet any of the? <laughs> did you get to meet uh, all the cast? Oh yeah, yeah. I hung out with Johnny Depp and Kira Knightley. That's freaking and awesome. Is, is, was Depp really cool? Is Depp? Cool? Oh, Depp's awesome. They're, they're all been... awesome. Even the even the you know director Gore Verbinski. Yeah, yeah. He was great. I could I could imagine Johnny Depp is probably pretty cool. But like, he is. Yeah. Go, go go get a few drinks. I've always right. got the vibe that he <laughs> treats or a couple yeah. other. Yeah. Talk about like Adderall or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was actually I was I was thinking Tylenol. Yeah. Tylenol. All right. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Great. So you obviously weren't in L.A. the whole time you were in. First of all, any other movies or shows you want to shout out because because I'm fascinated. Yeah, I am too. Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean. Uh, I've got an IMDb page, but uh, oh, there's um, you probably should have. There's, there's a, not all my stuff is on there. But sure. we uh, love doing show prep. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, love it. it's our favorite. Thing. I did prep a lot, but uh, I, did, I guess uh, it's not enough. Let's wow. see. I did an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. I did. Um, it's a Renaissance uh, man. I, I've done a lot. I, That's awesome. uh, there's there's a lot of fun projects that I've done. Please. A lot of. A lot of hell projects too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, but uh, that's you know that's life Please of an actor. Please tell me, sure. undead zombie hookers. Undead zombie hookers. That's the uh, independent B movie that I shot up in. Uh, that sounds Northern like a different California. kind of movie. And it's, it, uh, it is it. not a porn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've already uh, talked about uh, dildos. You know, show, you know, so. so we're just continuing down yeah. the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. uh, that I played a character that. Uh, Basically thought he was the dude from The Big Lebowski, oh. and then I get I get okay. killed and turned into a zombie. Yes, and then I did three voiceover parts for that. I did, um, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Winston Churchill. I did mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I did Casey Kasem. 
Okay. Voiceovers <laughs> for that one. Yeah. Nice. You you doing Arnold? Hi, how you doing? It's so great to be here. Who's your daddy, and what does he do? What does he do? It's not a tumor. But it's me, president of California. Cool charges. Or what's the what's the jingle all the way? Put the cookie down. No. Great. Awesome. Yeah. So, what else did you do in California? <laughs> kind of sounds like my accent. Uh, <laughs> graphic design. Okay. Um, I did a lot of graphic design for um, small-time actors up to, you know, Leonard Nimoy and mm. um, uh, Peter Tork from The Monkees. And uh, okay. so I worked with a lot of cool celebrities out there. Um, I did video game testing as well. Uh, THQ Wireless, Disney, mm -hmm. and uh, EA Games, and then um, then uh, came back to Cleveland, became a professional brewer, and then moved back out to Northern California. Oh, oh, so you came uh, back then? Came back. back for for a couple years, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, met my ex, and we both moved out to Northern California, started our own organic food farm. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's cool. So you're yeah. a farmer too. Yes. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been actually organically farming since my L.A. days. I started oh, farming okay. down there in like 2004, I think it was. Mm -hmm. It was my first garden. And uh, yeah, I love it. Love Do you it. still garden here? Yeah, like, yeah. I've no. got two gardens that I'm co-gardening with uh, some of my friends right now. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Any other highlights from the from the past before we go back to the future and talk about some uh, back other to stuff? the future? All <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> Doc. Doc. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why did I say future? I might say present. Heavy, <laughs> heavy. There's that word again. Why, yeah. why are those things so heavy in the future? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> Great Scott. Oh man. <laughs> no, I mean that that kind of encapsulates. What you are, know. what what are those jobs? did you enjoy most? Was there one in particular? Man, they, they all have... You, you can know, say partying with Johnny Depp. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, partying with Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> I got to be careful, you know. I don't want to yeah, get yeah, super yeah, liable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it, they each had their own unique things that made them fun. But mm -hmm. I would say acting was probably the one thing that I got the most enjoyment out of. And, you know, I, I got to do things that I would have never been able to do anywhere sure. else in the world. I ran from a full-sized buffalo in the streets of downtown Los Angeles for wow. eight hours. I mean, for a San Miguel beer commercial that I did stuff None of this for. I mean, real, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, where else are you going to do that? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, stuff like that. It's... Acting is is a blast when it's fun, but when it's hell, it's really it's hell. hell. Yeah, you know, a lot of long hours, I assume. Long hours. Longest I did was uh, I did over twenty four hours on, oh Gil on Gilmore Girls. Oh my yeah. god! What were you doing? Um, the actors uh, <laughs> lines. Just, yeah, and yeah, apparently that yeah. was kind of like the common thing on that job wow. and we did like 60 takes of one thing we had people walking off set and like we oh, don't care if we it. get paid we're going yeah. home yeah wow yeah. So that's such a fascinating industry 
Uh, one last question about the acting. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get to party with any celebrities? <laughs> You're walking I want to know. Here, this, uh, this is what I, you don't have to say. You don't have to say who, but I just I want to know. Yes, and many. <laughs> yes, and many. I, um, awesome. You remember Smallville? Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. A uh, guy that played Lex Luthor? Yeah. yeah. I played football with him. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I used to yeah. love that show. I, oh, yeah. I I didn't watch all the seasons, but I watched most My of them. My life has like... less and less, <laughs> less meaning than what <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. That's the, the gentleman's name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know got to, got to party with a lot of, a lot of Great. actors. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, well, thanks for that. That's that's yeah, that no was problem, way more interesting than I thought it was. <laughs> um, oh, one last thing. You mentioned you you worked with like hot. You you did like write. You reviewed hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was for that, about seven or eight years. Just like as a blog or a newspaper. Yeah, I um, did blog. I did uh, some photography for uh, the Chili Pepper magazine. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, predominantly blog based back when it was like. You know the start of blogs so you being can, popular. You can. You're not. You're not afraid of spicy foods. Not in the least. Oh, nice. I was jumping down on a, a habanero the other day. Nice, but, nice. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. good with spicy foods. Um, I'm I'm part Mexican, so I was raised on that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I always love talking to people who can do some spicy stuff because a lot of times people over here will be like, "Oh, it's spicy. Are you sure?" And I'm like. Yeah. Guarantee it's not what you're thinking. Yeah. Do you have any hot sauce? <laughs> yeah. yeah, here you go, Tabasco. Yeah. No, I, no. I asked for hot sauce, not vinegar. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's good. That's good. So, um, you had, uh, what are your thoughts on the show Hot Ones? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's a great show and okay. um, cool setup. And the fact that like every single one of his guests turns to him at some point during the show and be like, these are really good questions, right? You know, yeah. I mean that, I, that I, says I've something. I noticed that. Yeah, these that. actually like like Pete like it. It draws you in because it's you know celebrities eating yeah sometimes spicy. incredibly spicy yeah. sauces and see their reactions like Gordon Ramsay's oh great episode, he had he's to like, get up and go he's to the pulling out he's pulling out like donuts and lemon bars yeah uh, bismol you know dropping f bombs left and right yeah. but like it's legitimately a good interview like, oh yeah it actually yeah. does good work I've learned so much about celebs watching that show more than most interviews definitely yeah it's really cool he's a, he's a really cool guy mm -hmm. I, I forgot his Name. Sean Evans. Sean Evans, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, he, he wanted to ask that. I, we had talked about that earlier, so I'm glad he remembered because. Yeah. Hey, my, thanks. I really wanted to ask that. My dumbass forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got some good hot sauces on the show, too. That was going to be my yeah. other question. Yeah, and some of them are just like, eh, yeah, that's right. an extract sauce. It's not that great. But yeah. a lot of them are I think like, every oh, episode yeah, that's has my buddy one. that makes that one, and I know who makes that one. Yeah. And, you know. Da Bomb. Da Bomb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could probably just tell by the name. Yeah, it's it's an extract sauce, and it just yeah. tastes like ketones. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh, switch gears a bit, and let's go to your podcast. Because, um, like I said, I've been really enjoying it lately. Thank you. I've gotten into whiskey the last probably three years. Uh, I have a funny relationship with whiskey. So when I first started drinking, I was like, Jack Daniels and <laughs> Jim Bean and shots. And uh, I was like, Jose Cuervo. Oh, man, you get, you get sick off of Jager. those. Yeah, you get sick. Oh, yeah, Actually, Jager. I love Jager, too. Jager. But, yeah, I don't you, get, you get sick off of Jim Bean and stuff, or Jameson and stuff like that. And, and you, I fled that stuff and just dropped it completely. And then I remember I was... I, I feel like it was Abe or some, one of our friends. 
he got me to try like a pour of Woodford or Angel's Envy or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. One of the two. Both and good. and I was like, it was ah, it's whiskey, but I was like, this is good. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I could like this. Now I was doing it on rocks and whatever, blah blah. I've since got myself to I prefer it just straight and just sipping, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. But I don't know much about whiskey. I'm barely learning the details. Uh, I, I like Four Roses. Oh, well, like you know, them. there's a good podcast. For yeah, this. right. No, literally. Yeah. I, I, and, and you also, you guys Check done them out. a lot of at, scotch. At a starter and a chaser yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have done a lot of scotch, too, which I have mm-hmm. barely dabbled in. So I'm real excited to start trying that. But anyways, Woodford Reserve. Uh, 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 wow. Four Roses. Angel's Envy. Uh, Mitchers, I think it's called, or Mictors, Mictors, Mictors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those my, are some that I've had that I love. So my brother just got choices, a uh, bottle of Blanton's. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I the guess per- I guess people line up. Oh yeah, truck like, chasing as they call them. Yeah, because yeah. oh, uh, it's yeah. so it's, it's hard so, to find. Yeah. yeah, I traded a Blanton's, which is like fifty bucks or something like that. Yeah. for a Willet three year, which is like ninety bucks and like uber rare, yeah. but uh, it just had an extra and right you know that's how highly sought after it yeah. is in ohio yeah so let's do this um let's talk about the podcast so first of all it, obviously you and joe have been friends you told us that earlier yeah, so that's time. obviously i'm sure a spark there was mm-hmm. a spark there but what started the idea of you guys filming uh whiskey and beer reviews uh well joe you know i just moved back and uh joe and i were talking before i moved he was coming off of one project, and he's like, you know, I, I want to do something with you. we got to figure out what, what we can do. And we really looked, because um, he's, he's a huge, uh, no, but for the moment, uh, he's, a, he's a huge guy for whiskey. I mean, he's, his whiskey knowledge is fantastic. Um, mine was, was just starting. I had done a lot of distillation in the past, but really haven't, hadn't dived full force into whiskey but of course I had the beer knowledge and he wanted to learn the beer side of things and we were like, you know, that, that could be a fun show. Like yeah. Joe's journey into the, the beer world and, and everything and uh, my journey into becoming a, a real expert in whiskey. And we looked online and you know, people are just doing whiskey or they're just doing beer reviews. They're, there's no in between and so that was our niche. And we started the podcast and it's just, it's, grown faster than we expected and we're up to two episodes a week now and we've got episodes already excuse me booked to the beginning of november okay filmed nice wow nice yeah wow so i mean the donations are coming out of the woodwork and great uh it's just it's great that's awesome that's really exciting um so it sounds like you also have a good knowledge of whiskey Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That works out. I had a baseline, but now doing the show and and really diving into it full force, I've gotten a really good experience. Yeah, we got we got a good uh, good idea for how just in depth you guys are, just from you describing the Ignite Oktoberfest that we're drinking right now. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean, like that was the first thing that I noticed when I watched uh, one of your guys' episodes. Just like how crazy complex and in depth that these drinks are absolutely they said with yeah. us with like these beers it's like and you know we're just simpletons drinking beers we're not a brewer we're not you know whatever so when we drink it we're like oh this tastes this tastes good well yeah. you know I, I don't 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 downplay yourselves oh, i right. mean yeah, i right. mean uh, 
I'll say, to do what we do, you don't have to be experts. It's oh, just sure. it's part of training your palate and you know watching shows like sure. ours and, and learning the lingo yeah. and identifying flavors, thinking about what you're yeah. drinking. But you know the bottom line of it is what you're saying. Do we like this or do we not like it? That, right. And that's right. all that matters. For for me, for me, it's interesting because like when you were saying, like when you were describing this, all the words that you said. I understood, but my one of my cousins is a home brewer, so and I've actually oh, cool. brewed, I've actually brewed with him. Nice. So like I understand all the different hops. I know like you know when you say mosaic, chinook, and all you know all that different type of stuff. I know what you're talking about, but to say like like I'm not into it as much to be like okay yeah, this is when I get this. This is when I get this. This is the taste of this. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where where my line draws, but like. Except for tannin. <laughs> I understood everything you said like, when, when you were describing this beer. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, see, man, you're on your way. Yeah. You're on your way. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll add, too, like, I think we're to the point now where when we like a beer, we don't just say, oh, I like it. We'll be like, sure. oh, I yeah. like it because, because I can this. sense it's, you know, malty or I can mm-hmm. sense it's got... Uh, or, or whatever, like it has this type of hop or something that we'll look up and be like, oh yeah, I recognize that because we mm-hmm. like the other beer they had. So we're at the point now where um, we're a little more advanced in what we, you know, like what we like and don't like about a beer. Um, and it's funny too because we've we've learned so much too about just the different styles by doing this podcast, uh, just because we've. So, we have a beer every week, and yeah. so it's and you're 120 yeah. some odd. Yeah, we've in this is 124. We've doubled nice. beers only two or three times. Yeah, I, we, there, we do. The only time times. the only time we double them is like see, so when, when Christmas season yeah. comes around, like we have to hit the classics. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like my Mike, favorite Christmas, yeah, my favorite Christmas sale is uh, Twelve Dogs of Christmas from Thirsty Same. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we're we're always we have to do. Pimp my sleigh from Fatheads. We have to do mm-hmm. um, Holly Jolly. Holly Jolly. The Great Lakes. So those, thing. yeah, those, and then you know, every year at the first pour, we always do yeah. uh, Christmas sale from Great Lakes. We always, Jordan, and I always go to that. Event. Yeah, I think we've done. That. <clears throat> Jimmy went for the first time this year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So let's talk about your favorite types of beer, and if you have a favorite beer, I'm curious. Oh, favorite wow. types of beer, like I was saying, you know, uh, the the. Big bold imperial stouts, yeah, that would be that would be my favorite, and I would say my favorite beer in the world is Dogfish Head Brewing Company out of Milton, mm. Delaware. Yeah, okay. Worldwide stout. Yep. That has always been my favorite really? beer for like ten years. I would really? say maybe longer. Yeah. I'm curious your thoughts, and I know this just because this was one of the first stronger beers I've had in my life was uh, Dragon's Milk. Oh, um, fantastic. Fan yeah. or no? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I yeah. mean, they, they have a whole bunch of different versions of it yeah. now. Some of them are a little too sweet for me, but yeah. uh, overall, all the variations, they're, they're solid. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And what, uh, where did you start making beer? Like, where did you learn how to brew? Actually, I first started in Los Angeles, and I distilled uh, two batches of absinthe. Oh, on, on my kitchen stove, wow. I had a beaker wow. and copper copper coil for a refrigerator wow. tube, and uh, 
at one point the uh, the cork popped off of the beaker and uh, spilled distillate all over the the flame and it burned the bottom of the microwave above it. But oh, uh, is, that, is that how you made the little green fairy that pops out of the yes, bottle? Yes, yes. <laughs> like from trip? It, ex- it escaped. <laughs> now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's not true that you hallucinate on absinthe, right? Um, or am I wrong? It's it's not really. A You've never had John's hallucinating. absinthe. Hallucinating. Yeah. It's more of a feeling of like relaxation letting oh, okay, go okay. and disconnecting a little bit um but not like it's not like doing mushrooms okay yeah <laughs> nothing like that <laughs> um okay and then i yeah. assume from there and then from there when i moved yeah. back to cleveland i uh studied winemaking and mm-hmm. uh distilling and i was like what am i doing my heart lies in beer right so i switched mm-hmm. gears and then learned uh beer brewing went over to my friend Matt Ogrens' house, who was a home brewer, and learned from him and started brewing on my own. And shortly after that, was uh, was a professional brewer. Real quick, I want to jump in with a follow-up question to that. Did you do any of, like, the Cicerone stuff? Have you gone down that route? No, actually, I have not. So, I have not, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, it's like if you've heard of a sommelier for wine, this yep. is, like, the same idea, essentially, for beer. Oh, beer. Okay. This was just super random, but it, mm-hmm. my, my, my dad got me the, the entry-level course one year oh, as cool. a gift for Christmas, just for kicks. He's like, hey, I know you love beer and blah, blah, blah. This would be maybe fun for you to do. Mm-hmm. So there's three levels, and, the, like, the master test is – it's absurd. I was yeah. watching a video on like what these. There's actually a documentary on Netflix, and I'm, of course I'm blanking on the name, but it was following a couple of these guys who were preparing for this test. Uh, Sam is the the first one before the wine. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. And it's nuts. Like what huh. they have oh, to yeah. do to like achieve the level of like master. It, it is it is absolutely crazy how you have they just put like seven glasses in front of you and you not just have to figure. It's you know for like again like for us. You know, we could be like, you know, like that's maybe an IPA or that's that's a, that's that's an Oktoberfest. That's something you know, merits and stuff, whatever. Yeah. Like, I could maybe get close on a couple of these beers, but you have to tell them not just like what the style is, but like who brewed it mm-hmm. and all of the different tasting notes and all the things yep. we were talking. About. It's just again, the the levels of complexity of this thing are just mind boggling. So I was just curious because yeah. I was dabbling with a little bit of that myself, but I've never really fully gone for it. I, I haven't done any of the, the courses, um, but being a professional brewer, I'm automatically uh, a BJCP mm-hmm. beer judge, so I can do all the certification, awesome. uh, certified tastings and uh, competition judging and all that, so I really don't need to get the accreditation for yep. it, but... Uh, you know, that's something I've thought about every once in a yeah, while. It's like, just, yeah, it might be fun to take this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See how yeah. you stack up. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good with the blind tasting, so it would be fun to, to see where I actually stand beer-wise. That's pretty cool. I did one blind beer tasting once at a beer pong tournament with some buddies, and we had all of our shitty... There was Natty, or no, there was uh, Michelob Ultra, there was Coors Light, Bud Light. Uh, there was like five of them. I want these beasts. I think the I got, beast. Yeah, I think I got like two right. Natty, Natty Ice. <laughs> it's like the garbage beer. That Natty Ice. Yeah, like, oh my God, Natty. We reviewed that on the podcast. Oh, oh my God. Really? Yeah, it's oh, <laughs> a fun episode. On Natterday? Oh, yeah. 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 Having, having Speed. one Natterday is not that bad. Well, well, I, like, I don't mind it. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, to you. You should not shotgun them when they're ice cold. I, you a, should never shotgun a well, beer. That was one of the worst I don't understand shotgunning. That was, right. ba- that was a bashful party. It was stupid. I mean, if, the, if it's the only beer there... It wasn't bad. One of them's not bad. And you don't want to have to suffer through it? Yeah. Maybe shotgunning is yeah. Go. yeah. But real quick, do you have a cheap beer, quote-unquote, that you like? No. 
<laughs> no, that's fair um, enough. Then, you know, I, if I'm at a party and all I have is Budweiser, yeah. in all honesty, you know, this is going to completely sound snobbish, but diesels. Um, I'm going to drink water. Uh, that's fair. No, if no, they have a PBR, you know what? I'll, hey. I'll, I'll do a PBR. It's all not right. terrible. It's no. not my first choice, but it's like, all right, I'll do that. Wow. And oddly enough. I had Foster's. We've got okay. another. We've got a Foster's review of that coming up. Australian I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I was like, like that. This is actually I, not bad. I, it's I, not great, but I, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: I love PBR. That's me and my buddy. That's our go-to cheap beer. Um, have you had any of any of the Mexican beers like Modelo? Oh, or, I love or, Negro Modelo, yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. classify that as a cheap. That's beer, true. You that's know? actually yeah. that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a yeah. Vienna lager. A guy yeah. came over from Germany right. to Mexico. Corona is a cheap 1800s. Mexican lager. Yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> Clear glass skunked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's always skunked. It's always skunked. Yeah, it's because it's glass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so this actually brought up a, an interesting question for me, Jordan and I, uh, when this happened. Uh, we did an episode on this where we were going back and forth. I did it more in a joking manner. Um, so what are your thoughts on huge national brewery chains essentially like buying out these smaller craft breweries? Like like for us in like Cleveland, Platform, yeah. Platform, like yeah. Anheuser-Busch bought Platform. Like what are your thoughts on that? Um, that's, actually, that's actually a really good question, one I haven't gotten. Um, so my, my thoughts are, are twofold. The first one is, you know what, if a company is going to sell out to one of the big boys like InBev, um, you know, Budweiser, um, you know, they're going to get paid a lot of money. Right. So as an owner, you know, I understand it. That's sure. a huge incentive because that's a lot of money you're staring at. <coughs> um, on the other side of things, I have seen from time and time again being in the industry how ungodly illegal and terrible and unethical the business tactics that these big companies use. Right. Um, and I can't go into details sure. because <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut yeah, me yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to name names. Sure. But, you know, a lot of times they buy up a company they and they tank it. They yeah. swap the malts out for cheaper malts to save money, which affects quality. And if, you know, and I've seen so many companies go downhill because of that. I'm I'm very much against it. Yeah. Craft beer every year, the craft brewing industry gains more and more of a foothold in in the market share. And right now, I think it's like thirteen percent, which is a large chunk. Mm. Uh, but I mean, come on, the big boys own the rest of it. And you don't need to be buying up small breweries and then tanking their quality so that people continue to buy your terrible product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's long story short. Sure. That's sort of always been my thought is that if, and I don't know how often this happens, this is probably a naive thought, but if if somebody like Enbev were to come along and buy up a craft brewery and just leave it alone and Mm -hmm. essentially just invest in them, and take their cut at the end of the day and not mess with quality and not have much say in terms of like the creative uh, creativity side of things, mm-hmm. like let them do their thing, then well, who's to say, you know, what's wrong with a little extra capital and some investment? But too often I feel like it doesn't go that way. Yeah, it doesn't. And it ends up just really, um, really cliche business tactics in just terms of how do I cut costs? How do I maximize every single cent mm-hmm. coming in? 
and they don't really care about the end product or the people that they end up having to lay off along the way. Yeah, and, and because of those, those tactics and their tactics on, you know, for their own products, when a brewery gets bought out, I stopped supporting them. Even, yeah. you know, I, I love what Platform was doing, but unfortunately, I, I'm not going to support a company yeah. like InBev. You sure. know, even even though they're local, and I want to support local, right? I, I'm not going to support a big company like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting, and, and at least I think for so far, um, uh, you would know more than I would about like you know, and maybe you don't know like platform, but you know whether they're they changed you know some of their product that they're using to make it cheaper, or whatever. But like like for them, it's allowed them in Cleveland to expand a lot more. Now, now you see that they opened up Funkin' Ship. Yeah, which is their which sour is actually bar. I've had that and that's yeah they make yeah. some really good sours yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. which uh, sucks because it's like oh, I know it's, 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 it's really good sours but it's in yeah. Yeah. but then like I don't I don't know if, I don't know if this was brought on by uh, this coronavirus life we're living in now but um, they opened up the lot at Funkin' Ship and those that that big patio that they have which yeah. is like the, the shipping container patio things mm-hmm. that they have so I don't know if that's just, I don't know if they had that in the works already, or if that's just because they have now this influx of capital of capital to mm-hmm. expand like that. So, I don't know. I, I I always get under Jordan's skin a little bit. Like anytime he said, "Hey, let's go to platform," be like, "Yeah, I could I could go for a Bud Light on draft." Like just saying, like, "Okay, now they're gonna have Bud Light on draft yeah. at platform." Yeah, <laughs> I I understand what you're saying about like the. Thankfully, the that hasn't happened. The corporate <laughs> angle of it, and again, I'm not. We're not asking for you if you know any details. Yeah. I've still enjoyed a lot of Platforms beers since the takeover, mm-hmm. uh, and I like a lot of what they do. I felt personally, okay, this, you might just, you're definitely gonna probably disagree with this. I wasn't a fan that they were so like out there with some of the beers they'd released. I'm like, gonna be, disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a good point yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because my, my my reason was, as someone who's not like, I love craft beer, but. I kind of have a ceiling where I hit where okay. I go with craft beer. Uh-huh. Like once it's got like this and that and this guava pink blueberry, I'm like, all right, all right. Mm, slushy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So for someone like myself who's who just enjoys the product and has really no say or knowledge of the background, how it works, or even how to make the product, I like what platform does. But I, I see what you're saying though about more of kind of the ethics of the company, like. Yeah. Like you said, they might have a good thing. Like you said, you, the sours were good, but mm. hey, the, by drinking these sours, I'm supporting, you know, a company that the I bad guy essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I get that. I get that. But um, yeah, so mm. just wanted to throw that out. No, there. that's a that's a good two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I have a question too. And if you guys had any other questions about that or anything else, jump sure. in. You know, keep going. Uh, I always ask guests this question because this is I love to know this. What is your what if, do you want to run through like the normal guest questions that you that we usually because we have, we always have a group of five questions that we yes. have to answer. I but ask yours now. Made and, custom ones. Okay, no, him. never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not, I, yeah, yeah, no, torpedoing no. the episode. Right? I, I, I made. I, I made. You're custom. screwing this up, but, Dan. But I can ask. <laughs> I I have actually a few that are some of those okay. questions. 
Um, but I made more custom questions for you because of the specificity of your podcast and your background. Ooh, there's the word of the day. I don't even know if that's a is that word. weird. No, is, that, that, is, that is that a word? My, my high school, yes. one of my high school teachers, Mr. Coleman, rest in peace, right, always said specificity. All right, there we go, guys. I have heard it before. I just always assumed it was gibberish. As soon as I said it, I was like, God, oh, you're gonna get room for that. Please be a real word. Well, we always give Jordan a lot of crap for the way he says some words. I I talk weird. Like I generally no, I, I do. I talk very odd. So how do you say documentary? It was the stroke, but we shouldn't bring that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> documentary. Yeah. No, don't you say doc. oh, documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Documentary. Yeah. yeah. Aluminium instead of aluminum. Yeah. 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 I'm English. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. Jolly old England. <laughs> um, Cheers. Tip tip. All right. All right. So that's Australian. I have two. two don't be a drongo. Drink good beer. Fosters. <laughs> Dingo babies. <laughs> my dingo ain't my baby. Oh, man. Um, I want to know your favorite bar in Cleveland and your favorite brewery in Cleveland. If you can narrow it down. If you can't, a, a couple or several options is fine, too. Okay. Favorite. Well, we know, well, we know it's not platform. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, favorite brewery. This is going to be tough. It's uh, Originally, it was like hardcore fatheads. Yeah. yeah. But Masthead Brewing Company, oh, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. He's a big man. Masthead's <laughs> doing great. So I, I'm going to say uh, still fatheads. It leads to charge for me. But Mastheads, sure. man, they're coming yeah. up close second. I gotta say, I'm really, really glad that you like fatheads. Because I've always wondered if my love of fatheads was like, oh, you like fatheads. Well, a fourth like, of our podcast know. hates fatheads. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing. And then I've also noticed on like a lot of national things that I've seen about Cleveland, Masthead gets massive reviews. Like yeah. they get they huge reviews. They make incredible. They. Well, they do a lot of good styles well. They really specialize in hazies mm-hmm. and imperial stouts. Oh. And the imperial stouts are just, I mean, their Underverse series is just mind-blowing. Yeah. It's really good. I need to try those. And I don't I've, know why I got squeaky on that. I don't know. No, it's fine. Because you're so excited. <laughs> so many the, the coffee stout they make? What's it called? Yeah, um, the single origin. Single origin. Yeah. Right. yeah, we did that. We pre- phenomenal. Pre- yeah, you're the chef that. coffee. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Uh, my podcast partner, loves it. I turned him yeah. on to it for one of the episodes, and he's stouts, like, "Holy cow!" Hey, you know what's coming? I do. The winter. You know what's great in the winter? <laughs> true. The stouts. That is true. I've That's told true. the guys this before. It's a weird story. So, a buddy of mine that I used to live and work in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and a friend that I made up there originally from Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Okay. One of his childhood friends is one of the co-founders of Masthead. Oh, cool! And so I had this a weird connection. And a couple of years ago, before I moved back myself, he said, "Like, hey, man, when you go home for the holidays, blah blah blah. My buddy's got a brewery. You should go check him out. It's called Masthead. Uh-huh. Look into it." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure, whatever." And I never went. I ended up moving back home, and I was like, "Well, I'm here. I have all the time now, so let's go check it out." And immediately became like it's it's con- consistently my favorite brewery. Yeah. And, and there's other great ones. Don't get me wrong, but without a doubt, I am I'm a big. It definitely I'm leads the, the charge. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. those are the hazies is probably one of my favorite. Hazy and sour probably my like tie one A and one B. Okay. But I also really love a great stout, and so I'm I'm happy as a clam anytime I get my hands on Masthead. Yeah. I- I know it's not technically. I, I don't even know what stout. It's an imperial. 
Which one? Would, is is hop juju a hazy IPA? Um, from Fatheads. I know from it's an imperial. Understanding, I no. It's an imperial okay. IPA, but you know that's it what, has that. But that, juicy that was that was like my note. so so I was when we started the podcast. I used to never let them bring IPAs. I hated IPAs. I couldn't drink them. Now it's like all I drink. Well, yeah. yeah, you got to really get your palate adjusted to that. But I'm working hop, on Joe for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but like hop juju, even like you said, it's juicy, but it, it it's not a technically a hazy IPA. But it was like my gateway into hazy IPAs. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, like I'm like Ryan. I, I, like if you take me to a brewery, I'm like, all right, do they have a hazy IPA? And that's what I'm. That's what I'm ordering so, first. Yeah. Do you want to? I know that's not you, but do you want to know what's weird about me? I'm just curious if you've ever noticed this with like palates and stuff. Okay. So, I, I the first beer I ever tried was um, uh, Miller Lite. No, it's the one from Colorado. It's got a Breckenridge. Bicy- bi- it's got a bicycle on it. Oh, fat. fat oh, flat, flat, flat tire. Fat tire. Yep. And I was like, yeah, that's good. I was like. If this yeah. is what beer I is, actually like, yeah. Yeah, if this yeah. is what beer is, I'll I'm like similar this. To you in that. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I started just trying everything because I was like, I just want to try all new, the stuff. New Belgium, New Belgium, Belgium. That's yeah, out of Colorado. Yeah. So I became two things. Oddly enough, I never used to drink coffee. I got into coffee because I started drinking stouts. Huh. And I had a stout year where I just liked, <coughs> loved stouts. And ever since then, I was like, kind of like coffee-ish. Yeah. And so I started drinking coffee, and now I love coffee. Also around that time, I got real into West Coast IPAs. So, which I think 471 is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so 471 from Brecken, uh, wait, Breckenridge, yeah, Breckenridge yeah. was the first IPA I ever had. Oddly enough, I had it in Cleveland. Yeah. It was on tap at uh, Burgers to Beer near the yeah. near Cleveland State. Just okay. And oh, it wow. was like, that's a weird college bar. And Still there? It's just one of those... Yeah, I think well, so. Was the one in Lakewood? Yeah, that one's gone. But the one in Cleveland—that's a strange bar. Like that was a bar where if you were underage, you could go to. I don't know if it's that way anymore, but yeah. so I was wasn't. Every, so was every college bar. I, well, true. Yeah, no, right. I'm talking about Cleveland State. Cleveland okay. State's different because you're like yeah, downtown. Yeah, it's a commuter school. It's and you're not down, like, you're downtown. In the big it's like you're in Ohio yeah. State and you got all yeah. these bars. Like it's not like that at all. So when I say weird college bar, I mean it's like not like your normal college. Anyway, everybody's in like yeah bunny suits. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Furry, so, furries. Furry, so oh, this, that's what they're called. Yes, the furries. <laughs> so four seven one's real strong. Like it's got a real punch, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I just got hooked, and and I was hooked on IPAs. But you know, Dan was kind of different. He couldn't drink IPAs for so long. Started with juicier ones, got into hazies, and now I think you even do like West Coast. So sometimes. I think well, so I think the first IPA that I actually started drinking was Speed Merchant from Platform. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and then tried Hop Juju because Hop Juju is a seasonal. Well, not necessarily seasonal. Well, they only they brew release it. it throughout the year. It's, yeah, I think, it's not. Right? It's not yeah. like you can't go to Fatheads right now. Right. And get a Hop Juju on. on, on I think tap, it's released but, twice a year, right, or something. I'm, I just kind of see it pop up infrequently. I yeah. But I will say, Groovy Juice, their new hazy IPA. Oh, I like that. I don't know that one. Yeah, oh, it's so good. But um, yeah, but yeah. It IPAs was, are it a was weird Speed thing. Merchant from Platform, and then I had Hop Juju, and once I had Hop Juju, I'm like, all right, I'm on the IPA train. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> It's, it's what, full. One of the go. fun things you see with people in beer is that, like, they do, they find a groove. It's like you don't like a certain style, or, or you, you start <coughs> tiptoeing into it. Have a tickle. And then you end up, uh, 
I don't know, it's just, yeah, like, you have, like, a season for the stout or for the IPA or the whatever, and you start to, exp- I remember the first time I had a sour, I was like, what is this insanity that yeah. someone put in front of me? Uh, I, then, I was hooked right away for sours. Went, oh, yeah, you uh, not I was take like, oh, my God, this is incredible. not take me long, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, and we're going to get to this one when we end up doing, you know, top five favorite beers, but one of mine is one of my all-time favorites um, is, a, is a sour, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's spectacular oh, i'm curious um, what it is yeah we'll get there well you're, 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 you're gonna love it and hate it <laughs> okay um, but um it's uh yeah it's just fun like to get into different you know to try different styles and there's some that i know that historically i haven't loved but then i have grown to appreciate a little bit more and um it's just i don't know it's it's, it's always interesting and one thing that i wonder and maybe you could speak to this in terms of how much have you, have you guys noticed any correlation between palates when looking at beer and also looking at liquor, or is it just random? So, like, prime example, okay. I lived in Kentucky for a couple of years. Theoretically, bourbon should have been my best friend. Well, one of the first couple nights I went out drinking with friends a little bit too aggressively. <laughs> That's right, you don't like, you're not I really a... cannot do bourbon. Yeah. I, I can't really do much of any whiskey, but bourbon okay. in particular, just that thinking about bourbon, I start to like bourbon sound is great. like a yak. <laughs> and, and it sucks because there's so much variety, and oh, it's yeah? objectively, it's just cool. You know what I mean? Like, I want to like it. Like, it's just, there's so many reasons why it's a fun thing to, to, mm-hmm. to again, there's, the variety is crazy. I want to like it, but I just, I've had a miserable time. <laughs> do you happen to find like people who typically like IPAs really love or hate a specific liquor, or is it just zero correlation and just life experience? And um, I, I think it's a little mixture of both yeah. from what I've seen, uh, and that that's a good question and um, one that I have been observing more and more now that I get uh, you know talking with more people from both the whiskey and the the beer side of things. I've found some people that are like really into stouts. They're really into the bourbons because the bourbons mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit thicker, a little bit more maltier, uh, and so that kind of parlays into that thick, malty, imperial stout style. So I've seen some correlation here and there, but I haven't been able to like get enough data points where I can say yes, there is a correlation, right. or no, there's it's just you know luck of the draw. Yeah. So prime example right there. I, if I see barrel aged, I'm like I'm out. I'm out. I'm like, uh, it's like it's like Shark Tank. I'm out immediately. I'm like, nah. <laughs> thanks for trying. But see, I'm, barrels I'm are not, my thing, I'm man. Not, I know, and it's a shame uh, because again, there's just so much variety. There's so much variety. There's so much complexity. I know that like it does so much for the beer, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hate this one. This sucks. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like well, just, you know what that that might be something for you to I, to start experimenting with is you know try to reframe it in your mind because like right away you're doing yourself kind of a little bit of a disservice by immediately pigeonholing yourself and saying i'm not going to like this right you know maybe reframe it in your brain so that your first words out of your mouth are let's see if i like this right you know start being positive instead of negative and just start trying because that, that happened with me with hoppy beers yeah i you know my first hoppy beer was arrogant bastard from stone which is like Oof, Uber. I have, I have a I have Uber. a stone IPA in my fridge. Nice. I yeah. love stone. My brother brought me a six pack the other day. And I just I, I was like, oh, this is terrible. This is like bitter. And my best friend Eric Chimalewski just kept feeding me IPAs. Yeah. And he's like, try this one. I'm like, I don't I don't like IPAs. Well just try it. And it it took that exposure for my palate. To start getting to be able to get past that bitter yeah. and get the flavor. So maybe that's something I, that you need to do. I just need to take my own advice. I do the exact same thing with my girlfriend who has 
historically hated all things bitter and IPA. And I've found there's been a couple that I know that she's maybe not like volunteered for, but mm-hmm. she would she hasn't re- you know cringed and and okay. re- you know what I mean. And so like I'm I'm doing the same thing with her and. I, I probably could do the same thing. And I don't hate all barrel-aged things, but when I see bourbon, I, I, I immediately panic. And there's a couple, like I had a really good um, uh, tequila barrel-aged goes. How do you goza. pronounce it? Is it goes or goza? Goza. I, I knew that. Okay, mm-hmm. somebody, I was saying goza for years, and somebody convinced me that I was wrong. There's, and I there's, switched, and I was right there, to There's with. goose, which is a lambic, a sour. And right. then there's goza, G-O-S-E, which That's is what, salt, yeah. and salt and coriander. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Stockholm syndrome. You know, you just gotta yeah. keep torturing yourself yeah, until just you keep, just keep, accept it. Yeah. That yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, yeah. So to move along and to do another segment that's still on this topic, uh, we frequently do a top five of the week. Okay. So this week we decided to do top five beers not from Cleveland. Top five beers um, not from Cleveland. Very odd to do that now that I'm looking back because you are from Cleveland as well. But we've done it. We've actually done this. <laughs> well, I've been to 48 of the 50 yeah, yeah, states yeah, cross country yeah. like six times. You're a beer expert. So maybe this is actually a great question. Yeah. Um, and we've also done the Cleveland beer thing with guests probably at least three times. So we're kind of done with that one. So we're looking at beers across uh, the country that, yeah, that are from Cleveland. Um, would you like to go first, or would you like to go last? I'll go last. Like, go last, yeah, okay? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's saying no. Jimmy's, I, I think Jimmy oh, no, said, just said Jimmy go. just said yes. Look at that. That's just oh. way unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. the perfect time to put say, him on I, spot. There's like, and I sound guy. I've been texting with Jordan like while you guys were talking because there's a beer that's like my favorite, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's the worst. I think it's from Iowa. I think I know. Here, while he's going top with his Goliath, top, oh, it's, top, it's definitely Toppling Goliath. King Sue or Pseudo Sue? No. As soon as I hear it, I'll know it. Here, while That's he's doing his top five, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> going to so look up the other beers. I, I mentioned oh, I lived in New Hampshire. I did live in Kentucky for a little while. That was grad school. I was drinking garbage down there. And so when I, I, I have fully got sucked into the New England like snobbery of, of the New England style. Yeah. So that, that's where my love of hazies. I finally switched from calling them New England style to hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I got chewed out by the guy at Heinen's one day when I was like, I'm looking for a New England IPA. And he's like, why has it got to be New England? It's just hazy. And I'm like, okay, guy. Oh. <laughs> right. That's actually kind of Because that's actually <laughs> like, what it's called, that's, that's right? what the style is called. Yes, but I, okay. No, he got a little defensive. I was like, okay, guy, whatever. I yeah. you know what I mean when I say it. At any rate. Um, I've been, you know, all over the country myself. Uh, most of what I have from outside of the state of Ohio is almost exclusively in terms of my top five from from up in New England. So my okay. number five, I'm going to go five up. So number five from Burlington Beer Company, uh, Barista. It's a coffee porter. Okay. Uh, Burlington Beer Company is one of my favorites. If all goes well, I'll be back up in Vermont and New Hampshire in October, and I'm very much planning on going to BBCO. Um, it's it's spectacular. It, it hits it's it's coffee without being like fake and, and over the top. Um, it was it was delicious. Porter. I would probably like I, I like a good stout, but mm-hmm. I, I prefer porters probably just a little bit more. Um, number four for me would be from Foundation Brewing Company in Portland, Maine. Is Epiphany. It's a double IPA. Um, again, it's, that was probably one of my first experiences with a brewery that um, of like the magnitude that. That it, like, it carried weight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was really excited to go because I had a bunch of friends who were obsessed with beer told me about it. Um, number three, the sour that I was referring to earlier, 
unfortunately, another brewery that sold out uh, from Wicked Weed. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. Sellouts. So they have Boy, been, their quality changed fast. And I, and not, so, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I went down to Asheville a while ago. I don't know what has happened since that, that all went down. Neither have I, but, yeah. Um, Frambus Mort. Uh, I mentioned this mm-hmm. last week when we were talking about seasonal. This is, uh, it's, I believe... French, it's either death by raspberry or raspberry death or something like that. That's what that means, um, and it, it it blew me away. I, I had I, I got emotional just drinking this beer. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. That's how how happy this beer made me. Um, number <coughs> from Treehouse in Massachusetts. Uh, not just Julius, but J J Julius. The three J's. got Julius, then they've got the triple J Julius, and then they've got King. I've never had King Julius, and I really want to try it. That's that one's harder to get your hands on. Um, but a friend of mine uh, who used to live in Boston on his way back home brought me some beer from Treehouse, which is an excellent brewery in uh, Massachusetts. And he brought me a couple cans, and one of them was that. And it, again, rocked my world. Another, that was an American IPA. Uh, and then number one, nothing has ever topped this uh, from Foam Brewing in uh, Burlington, Vermont as well, Halo Bender, another double IPA. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, so my understanding, the, the, the lead brewer from Foam actually came from Switchback, which I was never really that into, uh, truthfully, but apparently they know what they're doing over there because uh, Foam is uh, absurd. It's a really small brewery. Again, another one that I will absolutely be going back to. Um, so most of my, my, my list is sour and IPA varieties, but I did have a porter on there, so it wasn't entirely yeah. typecast, yeah. just mostly. Nice. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good solid list. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Dan, did you ever figure right, yeah, it out? Yeah, I figured it out, and it, it literally, it's my favorite, and I, I'm embarrassed that I couldn't remember it, but I... I Budweiser. I found it. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it's actually a, a, MGD. Yeah. Um, so, I have two founders on my list. I really like founders. Uh, Two-Hearted is on my list from founders. That's and Bells. That's Bells. Bells, yeah. Well, I have one founders. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Founder, all day IPA, that's founders, yeah, right? Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. that's also on my list, so... I have two bells on my list. There we go. How about That's that? It. I just got the name wrong. Um, as we as we spoke about before, I fat tire is always going to be up there for me because mm-hmm. it's what got me, essentially was one of the first non collegey cheap beers that I ever drank. Um, so that's on there. Uh, bells Oberon. Yeah, Oberon. Yeah, Oberon. Yeah. I love that. They had a. They came out with a mango one. Yeah, Ooh, so good. That was, that was, yeah, oh my god! Is it it's it's still great. available. Yes, Heinen's, uh, Whole Foods. You might be able to find it. It's interesting. It's it is like mango puree and Oberon just oh. combined. It's so good. Oh. Doesn't hurt that I'm a huge mango fanatic, but yeah. I mean it's it's really well done. Yeah. And then my favorite, uh, the one that I found, uh, Zombie Dust by Three Floyds. Zombie Dust is good. Yeah. I like Alpha King better. Okay. Everybody I've goes actually, after Zombie Dust. I've never like had Alpha King. I think it's a name. But I, I think, think Alpha King is okay. by far the better it's product. It's good, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're both like pale ale, so I mean. Yeah. yeah. They flare out the pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jimmy, do you have any? Are you ready or I'll go? Oh. Uh, okay. You see, the 22-year-old would have brought Corona, Budweiser. <laughs> you didn't want to hear my list. <laughs> Moving along. Um, Hold on, I got something for you. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's not that. Oh. Uh, guess what? He missed it. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll do my... Uh, nice soundboard, I like it. I'll yeah. do my top five. Um, 
I don't know if it's good anymore because they've been bought out, and I haven't been there since I lived there uh-oh, last. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I used to live in Colorado, and I Breckenridge. Breckenridge became my favorite. Like I just love them. I haven't um, had them in a long time. I but don't. What I've I had, I really enjoyed. In the oh past. yeah, and and I think they've been bought out. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Inbev, right? Or did another company get them? Think, yeah. They've been bought out though, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they still taste good. But InBev is Anheuser Busch, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's InBev. But agave wheat. They also have uh, uh, 312. Yeah, yeah. Or Goose Island. Island. They have a lot. Sorry. Yeah, they have a lot Island. that people don't realize they're. Owned That's by Chicago. Goose Island. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Agave wheat by Breckenridge mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. one of the best things I've ever tasted. It was so so good. It's just so unique to me, and I miss it so bad. I had, the last time I had it was about two years ago, maybe three years ago at a tequila taco place in Ohio City. Uh, and I haven't had it since, because I, I can't find it anywhere. Mm. But uh, Gumball Head by Three Floyds will be number four. Yeah, that's a good one. That yeah. just, yeah. man, that goes down so smoothly. It's delicious. Uh, Two-Hearted by Bells mm-hmm. as well. I classic idea. Never have not liked that. Oh, you mean that's not by Founders? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by Founders, actually. Uh, just like Dan. I need Oberon by Bells. Um, nice. Oberon is one of those beers me and my, well, Dan as well, but a buddy from uh, <laughs> a buddy from Iowa who's a good friend of mine. Every year we, we get it as soon as it's available wherever we live. It's actually not available where he lives, so he has to go to another city to pick it up. Okay. But, um, and then Pseudo Sue by Top, Toplin Goliath and the various versions of that mm-hmm. are so delicious to me. I just think they're amazing. Um, that I love Toplin Goliath in general. I've never had a bad beer from them, and I'm so glad they're available now in Cleveland. So Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are all great beers, except for <laughs> Sound <Yeah>. Guy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> here. Um... So this is this is top. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I love it. Um, <laughs> so this is top five in America, right? We're not. Yeah. We're not. Beers outside of Cleveland. It doesn't have okay. to be just I mean, America. I, I we, think we, I think we, we need to narrow it down. You can you can do Cleveland beers if you want. No no no. I'm gonna do I'm gonna okay. do. Uh, we'll stick with the theme here. Okay. Um, okay number one uh, is definitely Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. Always has been. Uh, and then now, not in any particular order. Okay. Uh, Tommy Knocker from you Colorado. Go, you can go more than five if you want, by the way. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we always tops, do honorable top mentions. Top sixty is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, Tommy Knocker Black Powder Stout. Uh, oh God, I have killed so many, so many kegs of that. Um, kegs, he says. Yes, wow. kegs. Wow. Um, uh, Russian River Brewing Company, Pliny the Elder. Oh, uh, I almost put Pliny on that list. Russian River Brewing Company, Pliny the Younger. Uh, Rare Barrel Brewing Company, out of Berkeley. Um, Map of the Sun. Okay. It's an apricot sour. Oh, um, you'd probably like that. I, that's not my Damn, I'm already up to five. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you can keep going. Uh, uh, yeah, we always do honorable mentions. Honorable mentions would be... Um, Fathead Spooky Tooth, Fathead Headhunter. There you go. Um, you guys got to oh, stop. I'm, glad you I'm said, gonna keep going. Yeah. I'm glad you said. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said Headhunter. Headhunter is like is just 
an amazingly solid double IPA. Like, you know you can always see that at a bar, and you know it's going to be... All right, well, at least I know that's going to be good. You know what's funny, too? Is remember when I said I didn't like IPAs? I hated that beer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll drink it all day. It's so good. I think you said that in the last episode, too, actually. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what it is. Like you said, IPAs are like an acquired... Yeah, you got to work on it. Like, yeah. You got to work on your palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely had to work on it. Oh. <laughs> now I'll drink it. I'll drink it all day, all the time. Yeah, cool. Oh, Bigfoot barley wine from Sierra Nevada, mm. but fresh out of the dry hopping tank. Oh, okay. I was at a, at the brewery, and I know a couple people there, and I got my homebrew club, uh, the Willits Homebrew Club, uh, do do a uh, brewery tour for their barrel room, and then the regular brewery. And we got to taste Bigfoot out of the tank when they just were adding oh, the dry hops. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, that's incredible. That's so cool. And I had Pliny the Elder two, out, two hours after it was bottled. So everybody's oh, like, yeah. you got to get Pliny fresh. got to get Pliny fresh. Well, you can't get it any fresher than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had Elder. I've never had the young. I had a buddy who used to live out in Sonoma, and, and I went and visited, and we went all over the place. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was... You know, for being such a wine-rich area, we were doing as much beer drinking as we could possibly do. And there's, there's so a lot much, of good it's places. It's so overshadowed. Yeah. The beer is so overshadowed there because you hear Napa and you hear Sonoma and you immediately think wine. But the mm-hmm. beer is it's also awesome. Sure. Um, and so Pliny was, that's uh, a whole other experience. When you're talking about like IPAs, what you what we have kind of done a ton of here with yeah. the, the hazy world, like different Different can of worms. Oh, yeah. 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 I've Pliny. never had either of those. They sound great. I've had Younger a couple times since I know uh, Vinny and uh, a couple of the other people at the brewery have been snuck into the back door before they open on, on cool. the first day and cool. on Pliny Day a couple times. And it is, it's worth a good two-hour wait in, the, in line. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not, not eight wow. hours like some people do or 24 hours that some people do. It's a bit much. That yeah, is a bit But it I've is, a while it's at incredible. I've Treehouse before. I waited about two-ish uh, for some cans at Treehouse. What is, have you guys reviewed any Saucy Brewerks beers on your podcast yet? Not yet. What Not are your thoughts? Have you have you dabbled too much into there? No? No, I haven't no. Haven't done super dive into there, yeah. so I've got to really do that. Yeah. yeah. One of my, uh, one of my buddies from high school is uh, one of the owners there, so. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Schubeck. Is he the one with the metal band? No. Uh, There's another guy that... He's like their band. CFO. He does like all their okay. financial stuff. He's not one of the brewers or anything, but um, they, they're they doing this uh, investment thing. I, me and Jordan have talked about it. Yeah. But uh, if, you, if you go on their page or whatever, there's a video of him, mm-hmm. and he's one of the three guys. He's a guy on the left. But, uh, yeah, I grew up with, grew up with Matt. And uh, so I got to take a... Uh, tour of their facility and all that and they're getting into some barrel age stuff yeah um and uh their brewery line or whatever you call it their equipment or whatever is like straight from germany it's all that german teched up stuff Mm. and all that stuff and all of their lines going to their taps are stainless steel which is just like incredible yeah yeah (laughs) there's so so much stainless at that place i i love i yeah i love saucy i just like I, I love their beer, but but also just like the setup that they have there for yeah for their we're, uh, we're their tap room mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, but so yeah, yeah, that was a great discussion so far. 
Yeah, we could talk, we talk about, about beer. beer all but at some time. point, yeah. at some point, yeah. we have to wrap <laughs> it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we close out, uh, Dan, I'm sure you guys maybe wanted to talk real quick about the Clevenger trade, or yeah, I mean, the, this is a hard right turn into uh, <laughs> sorry sports. Run. No, it's okay. It's I, right. I didn't know how to do it. No, but uh, yeah. So Mike Clevenger got traded yesterday. That happened. Yeah, I uh, I don't like it. No, I mean I don't like I, I I don't I don't dislike the fact that we traded Clevenger. I don't like what we got back for Clevenger. It depends on the lens that you're looking at it through. If you're looking at it in terms of a short-term deal, like we want to try to compete in 2020, I think it's a terrible deal. We're 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 no better borderline worse now than when mm-hmm. we took before we traded him. Like the Indians do, they're great at finding young controllable talent and developing them. So when we're talking about 2022 and 2023, we're going to look back and say this was a good deal. Oh, sure. So it's just. But I look at it in the lens of this when, is uh, the last the year that we're going to have Frankie Lindor, um, essentially. I mean, I don't think they're going to keep him and let him walk in free agency. There's no way. So they're going to trade him in the offseason. But this is the last year of Frankie Lindor. And so for that reason, I think this is your best shot and your best look at potentially winning a championship. And I know well documented on the show our disagreements with what that actually means. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I uh, yeah. I just, man. In terms of win now, it was a bad move. But I, I, I do take some stock in the fact that I have faith in the organization in terms of, like, we, Very true. We, we turned Vinny Pistano into Clevenger. And then, we, and then we turned Clevenger and Greg Allen into six guys. Into six guys, yeah. So, like, again, the organization knows what they're doing. Three, the three of the Padres' top ten prospects in their farm system, which – which, yeah, agreed. If you look at it through that lens of two, three years down the road, sure. But the way I look at it, as the Indians are in first place in their division, in a shortened season where... We just traded a number two pitcher. And we have uh, a horrific outfield. Yeah. And we... Fun fact about the new left fielder we got, stabbed a teammate in Miami. Okay, cool. He All right. accidentally, <laughs> he was, it was accidentally, not a, buddy, here, yeah. accidentally. Yeah. So he was in Miami, and he got traded to San Diego after an accidental knife incident in which he wounded a teammate. Which, oh, great. I don't know the details, but I think that's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, here's a quick question for you. An What's worse, knife. potentially spreading coronavirus by going out and trying to get laid? Or, stabbing or a actually stabbing a teammate? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> trying to go out and get laid. Right, yeah, allegedly. 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 Hey, get us in trouble. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the guy, his name, Naylor, is Josh Naylor. Josh yeah. Naylor's going to be our left fielder. He's hitting 270, but he had, like, 30 at-bats in San Diego so far. So he's yeah. done very he's little. Still, he's, I mean, he's still young. I think he's, like, 23. He's Again, still a young guy. Could, be, could end up being fantastic. Yeah. He's gonna and, be, did you? So what, what was really interesting, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, that we traded for him yesterday. He played for the Indians yesterday. Was he already playing? He batted and he pinch hit in the ninth inning. I did not know that. He actually made the last out. He grounded out to imagine if like short, in, like in any second. other industry where like you go into work and your boss walks up and is just like, "So, uh, thanks for everything you've done, but uh, you're actually going to Kansas. Uh, <laughs> you you got to be to work tomorrow at nine a.m. and yeah. it's like four o'clock tonight. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, Whoa. so weird. And then, so and, weird. Then you're, and then and then you're and then you're 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 p- you're pinch hit into the highest of leverage situations you can be for a hitter. Yeah. Two outs in the ninth inning with a runner on second. You're down by one run. No pressure. Yeah. Go on, do it. It's crazy. You know what? 
for a couple million dollars like they're ma- making. It's like, okay, I'm going I, to Kansas tomorrow. All right, I can work that. Yeah. 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 Freaking loop. Kansas is nice this yeah. time of year. Absolutely. I can go hang so, out in a hotel for a couple Kansas, days. Kansas is nice this time. Although I got, I bet you, I bet you, he's in the dugout clicking his heels together, saying there's no place like home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Hey. Uh, hey. So yeah, I, you know, we don't need to belabor the point. I think we're pretty much on the same page in terms of, you know, could this potentially yeah. be a good long-term move? Yeah, sure, because Clevenger was going to cost the most, the soonest, I'll, and and that right. saved us money, which is the the Dolan's mo, and it's going to be potential talent for down the road. We went with quantity of players in terms of over quantity, or excuse me, quality. Yeah. Um, like these guys, like I, I know you mentioned that they're top ten prospects, but that none of them were top five. I mean, San Diego made made sure. like crazy this all, this trade deadline. They kept their core intact. They kept their top five prospects. I think top six intact. I think they they they've been in uh, transactions that have um, uh, that have made twenty two players change teams. Yeah, I mean they went bananas. Which I I don't blame them. Good for them. Win now. Try to win now. I I don't think they're going to take over the Dodgers or no. But you never know. I mean they've got a fun. But the Dodgers are notoriously choke artists in the playoffs. So also true. All you got to do is get to the dance. Yeah. Um. And and that's and that's the same thing with the Indians. The you know the Indians have the best pitching. Uh. So. Well, yeah, we have excellent pitching. Uh, it's just that we can't get. But that's the name of the game. You get to the playoffs and you have that pitching where nobody can hit you, you know. Yeah. But the problem is, is we're running a different outfield out there every single game. You can't do that in baseball. Yeah. Even in a sixty-game season, I mean. And now we don't have Greg Allen. Damn it. Oh, stop. Yeah, trash. <laughs> I like good Greg. Good guy. I mean, Greg. he's a good guy. No, he's yeah, <laughs> he's trash. Not good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. At least he's uh, not in Kansas. Right, exactly. That's true. Right. He gets yeah. to hang out here. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. going to go make a couple hundred thousand dollars living in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Know. so bad for Do him. Do not feel bad at all. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. Good all luck right. to him. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Yeah, we, we figured we, we needed to, uh, we need to um, touch on that for sure because it's trade deadline. And then I also want to, because I've been getting crap over the last two weeks, I did want to mention the fact that uh, my finals picks are still alive. Still alive. And, and the rich looking. and creamy, the rich and creamy nuggets are still alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, they, and the Heat are one up on the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not just up, but like strong. Like yeah. Yeah. that was a that was a hell of a game. So Jimmy I'm Butler, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets, the man. Truth. Oh, we're taking a selfie. <laughs> oh no. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to uh, cool. we just wanted to talk cool. about that real quick. Um, because his we, uh, Blazers prediction didn't work out so that, well. Uh, actually, but. it was correct. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, I did. I said oh, the Lakers are going to win the series. This is not frustrating. Or, That's originally, what happened. Originally, you were alluding that they had a decent be an chance. Accidental stabbing. Yeah, right. decent <laughs> chance to beat the Lakers, which was never true. That oh. was never the case. What do you? What they got been, annihilated by the Lakers? Lakers. Yes, the Lakers. Yes, the Lakers. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, so the so the reason why everybody was saying that the Blazers has a chance, uh, essentially tears his knee up when the Lakers are up two one the series. So yeah, the Lakers. Well, won the okay. Next I mean, two the, games. the injury doesn't help, but they, they the Lakers were in control of that series. Okay. They were always going to win that series. Oh, I I never said that they weren't. Never once. 
You can go back and listen on the show. Never once said that the Blazers are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he brought it up, not me. <laughs> oh, I had to. We were talking, yeah. talking about the NBA. Yeah, he just wants to bring up predictions that I didn't make. And it's, okay. it's, well, then what was the I – again, I don't get the take then. What was the take? Anyway. You manufactured the take. That's the problem. Yes. No. This is the, His original yes. tweet was like, oh, watch out. The Blazers could do something. The only here. point he was trying yes, to make – Yes, that's exactly what I said. Was that it's not a foregone conclu- conclusion. Yes, it. but it was. They it always a was a foregone conclusion. Okay, okay, Jordan. Good for you. Good for you. The one seed beat the eight seed. Okay, exactly. good for you. That's All my right. point. Yeah, you're laughing now. Okay. So, you're laughing now. Nailed it. I was going to bring up the Rockets. Oh, no, that did... did. They're gonna lose tomorrow. Like they are. They, uh, they, they've that's had so all these chances. I do. That's so frustrating. <laughs> At this because point, they've perennially been like one of the worst defensive teams right. in the NBA. They're now they're good. playing defense, and then Russell Russell Westbrook just just, just throws away the last. He just doesn't know how to play basketball. Anymore. Yeah, just legitimately doesn't. He 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 like airballed a fifteen foot jump yeah. shot wide yeah. open by three feet yesterday. And then and then the best part is he gets the ball back, and then just wildly charges into the defense and just throws the ball and just, yeah, just misses threw, the guy threw it completely. into the, imagina- yeah. the imaginary crowd that's yeah. uh, being uh, purported by LED uh, screens. Yeah, and you're just like... Down in the bubble. What just happened? Down in the bubble. Yeah. And yeah. why? In the NBA bubble. That's what they call it. Right? Yeah. All the yeah. NBA players. Yeah, that, so the, so the NBA are. basically took over Disney, okay. and uh, they are all quarantining in Disney, and they set up like a perimeter where players... Like, literally, if you go outside of this perimeter... You get like suspended and fined. Yeah, like Giannis did it to go pick up like food uh, or something. Go pick right? up like yeah. like DoorDash food or something that was yeah. delivered. And he somewhere. had he had like a four day. Yeah, and they made him stay game. in his hotel room for four days, and he like missed a game or something. Yeah, I don't think it was Giannis. It was it was another Bucks player though. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty but yeah, sure it was but yeah, they, yeah, Lou Will yeah, went yeah, to Lou. yeah, I went to a strip club in Atlanta just to get hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but is that what yeah. they're calling it now? But I, I will say, I will say, credit to the NBA, it has worked. Like nobody, it's like literally, nobody has time, gotten yeah. coronavirus down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I know ba- baseball is now uh, formulating a plan to do that for the playoffs. So, yeah. Uh, all the all the MLB playoffs will be in uh, neutral locations. I think yeah. Houston, Dallas, and then San Diego and LA. I think yeah, that's what right. they. With the World Series being played in uh, at the Rangers' new stadium, yeah. so yep. makes sense. Yeah, kind of have to do that, right? So. But okay, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't. We really don't have anything else to. I don't think so either, man. Cover. Thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, John, so hey, much. Awesome. Appreciate it. No awesome problem. Time. Yeah, no problem. Uh, great. plug your guys' uh, podcast and where you guys can find on social media. You and... can find us on YouTube for our channel at uh, Starter and Chaser Podcast. On Instagram, our handle is a Starter and a Chaser Podcast. And uh, we're on all the podcast naker, um, um, networks, uh, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, um, et cetera, et cetera. And Facebook, a Starter and a Chaser. Um, and we have a Patreon account if you want to oh. support the podcast. Uh, we've got two tiers currently. And you get uh, special content and bumper stickers that's uh, exclusive to, for our Patreon supporters. Uh, so you can find us there by searching for Starter and a Chaser podcast. And we do episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. That helps us out so immensely. People yep. don't realize that YouTube is a oh, numbers crazy. game. So, like, yeah. 
if anybody gives us a subscribe there, we are so grateful. So yeah. that's sure that's that. the plug. Yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. Um, did anybody have any shout outs this week before we get on out of here? Oh, I want to shout out uh, Stump Pro, who came out and uh, uh, dug up my backyard this day. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, uh, for those who don't know, I'm, I bought my first house about a month ago uh, and moved in a few weeks ago. And my backyard is, my backyard was a travesty. Everything in the house is fine, which I'm, I'm grateful for. Uh, and I'd rather all the work be in the yard than in the house. But uh, I had uh, four stumps uh, grinded down today. And then uh, this old flower garden that got overgrown with weeds. And uh, the guy came out and gave me a quote for the stumps. And then he looked back and he saw the travesty that was back there. He's like, what are you doing with that? I'm like, well, I got to dig it up at some point. He's like, well, actually, a couple hundred bucks, I'll just do it for you right now. I'm like, uh, okay. So there's a big dirt pile in my backyard right now that I have to, <laughs> I have to rake out the next few days. So, But shout out to Stump Pro. Uh, yeah. Appreciate them coming out. Uh, short notice, the guy called me. He's like, I'm in your area. You want me to come take a look? I'm like, sure. So, It looks yeah, nice. He's doing out. a good job. Yeah, thank oh. you. Yeah, it looks a lot better from when you first moved in it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I still got to rake it out, plant grass, do all that mm-hmm. stuff, but bury the bodies. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip: if you plant um, uh, exotic, endangered plants over the body, they can't dig it up. Ah, loophole. Loophole. Right. Yeah, like you that. can't oh. disturb exotic species that are Let's endangered. So there you go. Interesting. Not that I would know of such things. <laughs> you, got, you, got a, you, got a, you got an exotic plant guy? So, uh, <laughs> shout out to Cook's Carnivorous Plants and, <laughs> and Tuto Tony over in New Jersey. Uh, also, well, they call I actually him Tuto have a, Tony because he's got two toes. Hey, forget about it. I actually have a second <laughs> shout out. Uh, I said I was going to do this because Ryan, um, oh, man. He, oh, you boy. did it. It's your fault. It's your anything. fault. He brought he he posted a Pittsburgh themed GIF in our group chat. So here it is. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. Screw you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, my podcast partner Joe Clark. Oh, there you uh, go. Awesome. I know. Shout yeah. out Joe. He's been shout watching on our uh, oh, yeah? Facebook Live. Sweet. Yeah, he's been commenting on it. Hi Joe. Yeah. Hey buddy. <laughs> shout out to you. I know you couldn't be here, but thanks for being here in spirit. Yep. Shout out Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Uh, shout out to the guy that commented on our Facebook Live saying, "Why do we have so many PCs out?" That's a good question, and I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm yeah, running I, the soundboard. I use mine just because I have to be able to play this. I got it in twice. I got it in. Oh, yeah. Love you, Pittsburgh. Just kidding. All right. I love you, Pittsburgh. Right. Be sure to subscribe. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want you to subscribe to ours. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got nothing. I'm Okay. <laughs> Ryan has nothing good going on in his life. <laughs> my, my laptop's not good. Do you want, you want to shout out that one lady that you're working? No, Never mind. Okay. Never mind. We have a shout out. We have a new listener. Uh, last week, shout out Gina Moore, new listener, avid listener. Hey. Uh, and her husband, I'm blanking on the name. I apologize immensely. Uh, Mr. Moore, thank you for listening. Oh, awesome. Shout out. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my.
I actually, right. I got to give you guys a shout out. Thanks, oh, thanks. for having me on, man. Yeah, yeah, this dude, is, thanks this for... has been wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Awesome. You got a great Appreciate show going here, and uh, yeah, thank you. I'm proud to have been a guest. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I would love, to, I would love to have you guys. We would love to have you guys on in the future. Too. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. We'd love to be back. Yeah, awesome. All right. So anyway, uh, like we said, you can find John and Joe uh, at a Starter and a Chaser podcast. Is that it? Um, on social media and on YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. You can check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, and uh, you can find all of our embedded links to all of our episodes. And uh, that's it. That's going to do it for us this week. So we'll see you guys next week. But for Jimmy, Jordan, Ryan, and John, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 124, and we'll catch you guys next week.